bowels of your imagination. Actually, he's from Canada there, bud. From the famed Hotter Show Studios, this is The Hotter Show. What is up, everybody? We're rolling out of you here today on episode 102 of The Hotter Show. What's going on? I hope you're doing absolutely fan-freaking-tastic. Thank you so much for tuning in and clicking that play button on this special uh, breakup episode of The Hotter Show here today. Very excited for this episode here. A couple of weeks ago, um, I put up a status sending out to The Hotter Show universe asking for some of your best or funniest or scummiest or just downright crazy breakup stories, and you guys delivered. I got a handful of stories that I'm going to tell on the podcast here today, as well as one of my own of uh, breakup stories ranging from materialistic people to just downright scumbags to crazy people. There's something for everybody in this, and hopefully those of you who submitted stories, the best, the ones that I felt were the best stories were the ones I told in the podcast here. So if you were listening and I used one of your stories, hopefully you enjoyed having it told by me. If I messed up any details or anything, I do apologize. Now, right off the bat, if you guys can't tell, I am still fighting some kind of a throat thing. So I apologize that uh, my voice sounds a little weird or whatever. If there's any sudden stops or anything in the podcast, um, any weird nuances or sounds or weird, gross throat noises I make or anything, I do apologize. But um, it was a little difficult for me to get through the podcast, but I was able to get through it through the uh, magic of halls and tea. If you guys saw my Snapchat there, uh, Yesterday, I was uh, drinking a lot of tea with my brand new mug. Um, I just celebrated, uh, actually yesterday, my, uh, sorry, my Tuesday, my uh, five-year anniversary with my wonderful girlfriend, and uh, something she got me was this wonderful mug. Um, if you guys saw my Snapchat, it was uh, with great beard comes great responsibility. <laughs> it's great. It's a big mug. It holds a lot of tea, so that was good for me. Um, but uh, this, this, this very interesting podcast here talking about breakups and that kind of thing. It's something that I don't have a whole lot of experience with. I've only been through one breakup. I hope I never go through another one again. <laughs> Knock on wood. Uh, I mean, we're at five years here, so I don't think I will, but you know, she could still get sick of me. <laughs> but uh, it's great coming out of the woodwork. You guys with lots of breakup stories and that kind of thing. Anybody who did send me one that I didn't use, I apologize. It wasn't anything personal. Um, it doesn't necessarily mean your story wasn't good. I just went through with... Um, what I felt were the best ones and the most unique ones um, and how quickly people sent me that kind of thing. So before we get into that, um, I have some uh, housekeeping I want to take care of actually real quick here. For those of you who uh, are checking out the www.thehardershow.com, thank you very much for that. Um, website's been doing great. Thank you to Emily and Matt for being uh, the first two people to comment on the website. Um, we have a uh, new review on iTunes um, from Mr. Robert Cast. So Robert, thank you so much for checking that out um, and giving us a wonderful review. You guys can check out Robert's podcast. It's entitled Roman Pod and Cast. It's an awesome, awesome podcast and they're two Canadian guys. So be sure to go check them out. Um, I've shared their stuff on Twitter and that kind of thing. You can find them on Twitter, um, find them on Facebook as well. Again, that's Roman Pod and Cast. So definitely check that out. Check them out. They're uh, very funny, entertaining guys. Basically, what they do on their podcast is they they have some banter and that kind of thing, and then they um, they talk about kind of like funny news headlines and that kind of thing, and put their twist on it. So, I mean, it's it's funny, it's a good listen. Um, 
I haven't missed an episode yet since I started listening a couple weeks ago. Um, so definitely be sure to check them out. Very good, uh, very good stuff. And again, Robert, thank you for the review on iTunes. You guys may or may not have noticed, um, as I mentioned on the 100th episode live cast, I am no longer uploading podcasts to YouTube. The YouTube is going to strictly be for Hotter Play stuff and for videos and for live casts. All my video updates and the live cast stuff will all still be done through the YouTube, but um, all new episodes of the podcast will only be up on the SoundCloud and iTunes and, of course, on the website and any other podcasting app that you can find that on. I want to uh, take a second here. I got a lot of housekeeping today. Uh, I want to take a second here to talk about the t-shirts because I do still have a few t-shirts left. Um, thinking about doing some kind of a Facebook giveaway or whatever. But uh, if you would like a t-shirt, a Harder Show t-shirt designed by the wonderful Jaybird Digital Arts, hit me up. Let me know what size you need. And if I have that size, I will be sure to let you know. The t-shirts are $25. All proceeds going to the supporting of the show, production value, that kind of thing paying for the website and all that kind of wonderful stuff. Um, put a lot of work into this podcast, not just myself, but also the producer, Brandon Bowden, the Kevin Dunn of the Hotter Show. So uh, any any t-shirts that sold and the support is absolutely wonderful. Thank you guys so much. Um, the fact that there are already, uh, I think about how close to 15 t-shirts, 17 t-shirts out there in the world um, is awesome. Uh, and I do still have a few left, so if that's something that would interest you, be sure to let me know, and I will uh, I will hit you up with that. I've also been thinking about putting up a store on the website for them, but I'm not sure yet. We'll have to see what happens, but like I said, guys, if you want a t-shirt, be sure to hit me up and let me know. Now, I am starting to lose my voice here. I apologize. So we're just going to roll right into this podcast here, this breakup special from The Hotter Show. Let's get into it. Alright gang, so welcome to the Harder Show Breakup Special. I'm going to be your host today, uh, Dr. TJ Harder. As uh, I go through stories that you guys, the Harder Show universe, as I uh, am going to come to call you guys in situations like this, um, have sent me some of your best, funniest, scummiest breakup stories uh, and I am going to talk about them. And I'm going to tell them right here today on the podcast. And might I say that uh, I was very uh, overwhelmed with how many people actually hit me up and wanted to uh, share their stories with me about their bad breakups and that kind of a thing. Some of them aren't really that bad. Some of them are just, uh, you know, there's a couple that are kind of comical. There's one that's like, it's really scummy of this individual. <laughs> so it's 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 a good one. There's, there's some good ones. Um, one of which... Uh, you know, we, we have the, the typical over uh, protective uh, ex-boyfriend. We have uh, the typical scumbags. We have the materialistic girls, you know, stuff like that. Um, the majority of these are from the point of view of a female because, gentlemen, let's face it, we suck. <laughs> so most of these stories are from the point of view of a female. And there's nothing wrong with that. I figured I would get uh, a pretty even amount. Um, but, uh, I think most guys can agree that when there's a breakup happening, most of the time it's, uh, the guy, if it's a bad breakup, most of the time it's the guy who's the one to blame for this bad breakup. So without further ado, I'm going to get right into these stories here. Now I should say 
right off the bat that uh, obviously, like I said, there was there will be no names used in any of these stories. So if you are listening and um, I don't say your name or I make up some weird name or something, but I use your story, it's not me not crediting you for the story or anything. Unless you specifically told me you wanted to use real names in the story. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to honor everybody's wishes. Um, the only real names I'm going to use are when I tell my story um, at the end of the podcast and when I talk about my bad breakup. So diving right into it here. The first breakup story we have is actually from a musician and uh, we'll entitle this one, The Materialistic Girlfriend. <clears throat> All right. So just diving right into it here. Hey, TJ, loving the show so far. It's all great. So thank you for that. Um, you want to talk about breakups? Well, mine may not be the worst, but it will most likely be the most ridiculous. So on to the story. I was dating my girlfriend of two years and we were just hanging out and talking. Now, anyone who knows me knows that I have an odd liking to dyeing my hair weird colors. Hopefully, uh, if anyone knows who this guy is all right off the bat, he doesn't mind that I'm going into detail with the story. But my girlfriend at the time knew this very well. And at the beginning, she did not mind at all. At least that's what I thought. Dun, 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 dun. So anyway, we were hanging out and watching movies. Not that it really matters, but he says, I think it was Jack and the Beanstalk or something. Um, and I quietly mumbled how I would like to dye a small part of my hair purple. Well, guess how that turned out. She soon started arguing with me, asking why I feel the need to dye my hair. To which I responded with, I like doing it. That argument turned into... Do you think you'll get a decent job with hair like that? This is typical. And then the conversation immediately turned into her admitting that she wanted me to work in an office or something like that. I don't know. LOL. But she kept hammering into my head that if the band thing does, does not work out, I wouldn't have a backup plan. Which, you know, I could, to a certain point, playing devil because I get a little bit, I can completely understand why you would want your significant other who is trying to be in a band or do something creative to have a backup plan. I can completely understand that. Um, not that I'm necessarily agreeing with her that uh, he should go work in an office and not dye his hair or whatever he wants to do. Be, be who you want to be. But, you know, it is good to have a backup plan, kids. She cared more about how I could support her than my own happiness. So the argument carried on until I eventually got sick of it and just gave up. I said, fine, I won't if it bothers you that much. All seemed to be calm for the rest of the night. She went home and I went to bed without another thought. I woke up the next morning to a missed phone call from her and a text saying we need to talk. Immediately, I shit myself, as most guys would, wondering what I did wrong. So I gave her a call and she proceeded to break up with me, stating that we wanted different things, but everyone that knew her gathered that she cared more about her happiness than mine. It came as a shock to me, and for a couple of months, I didn't really talk to anyone, but slowly came to realize how materialistic she was. Thank God I got out of that one. So, basically, my, my good friend here, um, multicolored-haired uh, musician, um, who's in a very awesome band, by the way, is in, was in a situation where his significant other, clearly, just given from that story, cared more about herself and her um what she wanted and she wanted him to take care of her and blah 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 and you know that's that's not healthy man that, that's not what you want you don't want a relationship like that if you're going to be in a relationship 
and one of you is going to be like the breadwinner, quote unquote, that's fine. You know, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Um, but you, you can't stop that individual from doing things they want to do just because it might affect their breadwinning capabilities, quote unquote. Like if I was to go to Sam and say, hey, babe, I'm going to go to Mohawk. That's not going to affect my uh, my job or anything. But if she was like, hey, like you can't do that. I'd be like, well, that's silly. I want to do this. It's something that it's not going to hurt anybody. It's not going to cost a lot of money. It's okay. It's one thing if I go, let's say hypothetically here for a second, in this type of a situation, if, if this individual was to say to his ex-girlfriend, hey, I want to buy 17 new guitars. Okay, that I can understand. Or, hey, I need to buy this piece of gear. When, you know, do you really need this piece of gear? Like, I can completely understand where someone like that would be coming from if it was warranted. If this individual is like, oh, well, you know, hey, I know you want this new guitar, but like, do you really need this new guitar? You know, you already have a bunch of other ones that are great. You know, I can completely understand in a situation like that. But uh, something as silly as wanting to dye a patch of your hair. I mean, come on. It's It's got to be give and take. You guys, you, you can't just, it can't be one-sided. If there's one thing I've learned in the last five years of my relationship is there are times where you're going to have to sacrifice for each other. And that's fine. Um, I'm not sitting here saying I sacrifice all the time or anything, but um so guys, something as silly as like, if there's something on TV that you want to watch and your significant other would rather watch something else and you watch what your significant other wants to watch. If you want to go eat at Pizza Hut and your significant other doesn't want to eat at Pizza Hut and you go where they want to eat, little tiny things like that, even it doesn't, it may not seem like it's that big of a deal, but sometimes little tiny things. I don't even want to call them sacrifices, but little tiny things like that can make a world of difference. It's something that you're doing for this individual, even if it's small, it's important because once you stop doing the little small things, it starts to uh, snowball, if you will, into different things. And then next thing you know, you know, it's like, Hey babe, what do you want to do? Oh, I don't know. We don't do what I want to do anyway. It's like, Oh shit. You don't want that. You don't want to find that. So definitely you, you don't want to be with a materialistic person. Um, but at the same time, you have to respect your significant other's wishes in things that they may or may not want you to do. But in a situation like that, I think that was uh, definitely crazy. <laughs> definitely very petty on that individual's part. And uh, yeah, he is definitely much better off without her. That's my, that's Dr. Hodder's professional uh, diagnostics with that. Uh, that breakup was definitely very warranted. All right, so the next breakup story that I have coming at you guys here is another one from uh, someone I do actually know, and they hit me up pretty much immediately, and they were like, man, like the stories I could tell you, and I happen to know this individual, and I happen to be around for this individual's breakup, and I know how just scummy the guy was acting, and it sucked because he was kind of a buddy of mine, Um and I don't really think I could be his buddy anymore. Just he was really scummy about the whole thing. So basically, let me lay it out for you. These individuals dated for a long time. Uh, it appeared that they were happy. Their relationship did start on a somewhat controversial note. Um, but 
it blossomed into this wonderful long-term relationship. And uh, I think pretty much everyone who knew them thought that uh, it was in for the long haul. Um, So basically, what happened, I will kind of paraphrase this story a little bit here because it's uh there are some details i don't think need to be brought up um that's the thing with this kind of stuff guys is when i when i put up that status a couple weeks ago asking for breakup stories i i didn't really realize i'm like man i'm gonna get a lot of people venting to me and that's cool that's fine but um i think there were times where i was like oh like i have to try and keep it somewhat uh to an entertaining point of a story because if it's just someone venting to me and I'm reading off their ventings, their eight paragraph ventings, I don't think that's, uh, I don't, I don't think that's what people, that's what this is supposed to be about. But basically is, Hey TJ. So I understand that you're looking for breakup stories. Well, like I said, you know, the stories I could tell you, but basically the gist of this story is this individual, uh, and her boyfriend, they, uh, as I said, their relationship started off somewhat controversial, um, but uh, it is what it is, you know. Sometimes in negatives, you you find positives and that kind of thing. And uh, these two individuals were together for uh, a long time, over three years. Um, actually, over two years. And she said one day, everything seemed absolutely perfect. We were looking into buying a house. We were looking into getting a dog. He had just started his new career. I was finishing up school. Everything seemed absolutely perfect. One day... I came home from school and he was acting very sketchy. This is where it gets interesting. I couldn't figure out why he was acting so weird and so sketchy. I'd never seen him act like this before, but I kind of let it go because I asked him, hey, what's going on? He said, no, no, nothing. Like, everything's fine. Played it off. Like, what are you talking about? I'm fine. Ha 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 ha. Didn't really think anything of it. So we went to bed that night and I woke up in the middle of the night and he was gone. Now, this isn't very abnormal because sometimes he'll go away in the middle of the night, whatever, blah, 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 blah. So I go downstairs to where he's usually hanging out playing video games in the middle of the night, and he wasn't there. I then realized that his coat and his keys were gone, and then it immediately hit me that something was going on. A small part of me thought that maybe he was out for some reason in the middle of the night buying an engagement ring. And uh, if only I knew how wrong I was. I decided to stay up and wait for him to see what time he got home at as it was one in the morning. Well, he didn't end up coming home at all that night. He showed up at about seven in the morning, which is usually around just before the time I get up. He came in very quietly as if to not wake me. Obviously, I was up waiting for him, so I confronted him right away. And he acted very surprised to see me. I said, what were you doing? Where were you the last few hours? And he said, don't worry about it, don't worry about it, blah, 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 it was work, which I knew was bullshit, because there is no way in hell what he does for a living needs him to work at two in the morning. So right off the bat, guys, I mean, this is is some red flag shit. This is some sketchy, shady shit. After about an hour and a half long confrontation, I ended up just letting it go as I wasn't getting anywhere with him and he was being very defensive. I knew that at some point over the next couple of days, we would it would come to a head and we'd figure out what was going on. And it certainly did. I went to school the next day knowing that something was going on and knowing that obviously he was hiding something. So I decided to skip my last two classes and come home at least an hour and a half, two hours early. 
And much to my shock and surprise, he was home from work early or he'd never even left. I came in the front door very quietly and heard him talking with somebody. I then went into our bedroom to find him and someone that he works with lying in our bed. I don't think I need to tell you what happened next. He tried to claim that this was all on me because he, we had grown out of love. He wasn't getting the emotional connection from me anymore. And that's ba basically, to, to, to sum this up, he said that I cheated on you because I need more of an emotional connection. Um, I'm not getting that from you. This is your fault because you are not providing me with this nurturing environment that I need. Wow. So he cheats on her. Right on. So uh, basically says, yeah, I don't think I need to tell you what happened next. Two days later, his shit was out of my apartment. Right on. <laughs> so, um, that's an interesting one. Uh, so, <sighs> scummy stuff, guys. Um, listen, listen let, me, let me just say this. If you are not happy in your relationship for whatever reason, your answer to your issues are not cheating on your significant other. I never understood that. Like, oh, okay, let's, so let's say, let's get real serious here for a minute, okay? Let's say that you're not getting um, enough love from your significant other. You're not getting this emotional connection. You're, you're feeling um, like you need more of a loving, nurturing environment like this person claims he did. Obviously, it was all bullshit, but let's just say, for, hypothetically, for a second, let's say the significant other was being distant, they weren't providing you with the, the love that they once were, and it was really bothering you and really hurting you. You know what you do in that situation, guys? You talk to the individual. You say, listen, like, what am I doing wrong? What have I done? Blah, 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 blah. You talk about it like adults. You don't go find that somewhere else. You just don't. On the flip side, if you are the individual who is not getting the love and attention and so on and so forth that you need from the individual that you're in a relationship with, I can completely understand why you might try and find that elsewhere. I'm not saying that it's right. It's very wrong to do that, to find that elsewhere. If you are feeling like you're not getting the attention and the love from the individual that you need to get, then you can simply talk to that person. And if that person does not change and they're not willing to give that to you, then, you know, maybe it's time to move on. Or if you feel yourself already moving on, end it off, break it off. Don't be that person. Don't be a cheater. No one likes a cheater because being a cheater, it follows you around the rest of your life. From, from the moment it happens, for the rest of your life, you'll be known as a cheater. Who the hell wants to be known as a cheater? I know I would never would. That's just, uh, that's beyond the question for me. No matter what was going on in a relationship, um... You can always break it off uh, because you don't need that kind of shit in your life, you know, but at the same time, you don't want to end it off in a way like that. That's going to, I mean, you're going to feel horrible about yourself. The other person's going to feel even worse, whatever. Most of the time, if you just talk to the individual, I'm sure you'll be able to find out what is going on and you can fix any situations you have. Communication is key, folks. I think everybody knows that. All right. So, um... The next breakup story I have here for you guys, um, that, that one didn't really have a title, by the way. Most of these have, uh, have titles that the people sent to me. Um, but this one here actually involves someone I know very well, um, and it involves their ex-boyfriend, who, for the sake of this story, we will name Douchey McDoucheface. 
he's a real winner. Uh, I happen to uh, know this guy in real life, but he's a real winner. Um, and, and this, I, I say this, and and people would be like, "Well, you know, you're just doing this because you want to talk crap about people." And that, that's nothing to do with it. I want. I thought this would be a fun thing for people to do to kind of, you know, who doesn't like to talk shit about their exes? I mean, come on, guys. Um, and this was definitely a very interesting one because I saw this happen firsthand. So, <laughs> hi, TJ. I wanted to share the story with you, even though I'm pretty sure you already know most about the story. So my, my ex-boyfriend and I, Douchey McDoucheface, we'll just call him Douchey for the rest of the story here. We dated for just over a month. And an interesting point of this was the fact that I was never taken out on an actual date. Not out to dinner, not out to see a movie, nothing. We basically met at parties through friends. And then a few months later, he asked me out and that's just kind of the way it was. So one day he started acting very weird. He was very distant. He wasn't himself. Um, he was very attentive for the first month or so. And he fought, clearly fought very hard to get me. So when I finally decided to go out with him, I was very surprised to see that it only took a month for him to seem to lose interest. So one day we were sitting on on MSN. God, that goes, goes back. Oh, sorry, Facebook Messenger. And he was just acting bizarre. So finally I had enough and I asked him what's wrong. And this gets very interesting. He said that he wasn't himself because he's never taken me out on a proper date. And this is really bothering him. He said, you don't deserve that. He's like, I don't know why I've been so silly. I need to take you out on a date. Like I, I, I feel like we aren't even officially dating because I've never done this. So she then responded with, okay, like, great. Let's go on a date tonight. That's not what happened here, folks. Because he felt that the damage was already done. Because he had never taken her on a proper date. He proceeded to break up with her via messenger. Because he never took her out on a proper date. And because he, quote unquote, wasn't himself. Tell me that's not ridiculous. Tell, tell me that's not just like, what? Okay, so let me get this straight. Guys, let's say hypothetically here for a second. You start dating somebody. Say you meet at a party or something or at a bar. Um, you you talk via text. You hang out a couple times. It's great. You decide to start dating. And you never take her out for dinner or anything. You like make her dinner or whatever, whatever the deal is. And it bothers you that you never take her on a date. You know what you do in that situation, guys? Can you guys, can you guys tell me what you do? You take her on a date. Take her on a date. You don't break up with her because apparently taking people out on dates is just too difficult. So he proceeded to break up with her. And then over the course of the next couple of months, he was messaging every single one of my friends and he was messaging me trying to be my friend and wanting me to come over. As he said, he still very much cares about me and wants me to be in his life. In quotations, it basically says, uh, quote unquote, fuck buddy, which I think everybody can, uh, can kind of see where that was going. But basically he even went as far as messaging my new boyfriend when we started dating, telling him to treat her well, 
because she's been through enough. So the uh, so let me set this up for you. So let's say that uh, your new girlfriend of a couple of weeks or so broke up with her ex. They dated for a month. He was a scumbag. And this guy has the nerve to message you and tell you that you need to treat her well and be good to her and be kind to her because she's been through enough. Can, can you just picture that for a second? Like the, the freaking nerve of this guy to message the boyfriend and just be like, you need to treat her well or else because she's been through enough because I'm a scumbag. It's just like, wow, like wow, wow. That's really impressive. Wow. Can't do that when I'm sick. But uh, I can't get over the nerve of that guy to message the new boyfriend. Uh, and and funny story, because I know this, um, and I think it will add to this. They Anytime that the boyfriend runs into the friend, because I've seen this happen, uh, the ex-boyfriend will literally cower like a little bitch with his tail between his legs and refuses to like even make eye contact with him because he knows he was in the wrong and he's in the wrong and he's so like just bent out of shape about the whole thing and about letting her go and everything so easily that I think he is uh, secretly like you know obsessed and so on and so forth or whatever that, that's whatever you know I, I don't think it's it's a stalkerly thing or anything like that but it's still pretty funny um, the overprotective ex-boyfriend, um, because that's just, uh, who doesn't like a good overly protective ex-boyfriend, you know, and it's not even like they're friends, you know, but that was the overly protective ex-boyfriend. Um, I hope you guys got a laugh out of that because, uh, it's crazy. It's just insane. The fact that, uh, the nerve of that guy ugh, just, just boggles my freaking mind. I guess let's say hypothetically here for a second that you have a business, you're in a band, you're a podcaster like me, you have a YouTube show, and you need some awesome new merch, business cards, logos, even maybe some t-shirts done up. Well, you need to look no further than my man, Mr. Jason Reese over at Jaybird Digital Arts. Jason is offering a special 10% off discount just for listeners of The Harder Show when you mention The Harder Show upon contacting him. But what exactly does he do? Well, Jason does t-shirts, posters, album design, tickets, photo manipulation, you guys still with me? Advertising, business station mailers, brochures, fine art, and anything else you can imagine, Jaybird Digital Arts can create it. Jason has done all of the t-shirts, logos, banners, and all social media stuff for both the Harder Show and for Harder Guitar Services, so I can promise that you will love and be inspired by what Jason comes up with. You can contact him on the web at www.jaybird, that's J-A-Y-B-I-R-D, digitalarts.com, or you can search for him on Facebook and Instagram under the Jaybird Digital Arts handle. Search hashtag Jaybird Digital Arts for a look at all of his awesome and unique work. All right, so we're back here. We're moving on to our our, our main events, actually. Um, getting closer to my breakup story, which I know a lot of people... Uh, I, I've, I think I've told the story before on the podcast, but not in full detail. So I'm sure you guys will appreciate this. We have definitely the scummiest story I received... Um, coming up as well. But this next story I'm going to get into is from a actually someone on my Instagram, which is very interesting because uh, I don't know this person at all. Um, a couple stories I received, they were from people I didn't know. Uh, so it's very interesting. So let's see here. And, and again, you know, I may paraphrase and that kind of thing. So if this is your story um, and you were listening, 
and I forget a detail or whatever, I do apologize, but I'm just kind of telling the gist of the stories here, basically. This one is entitled, He Literally Tried to Take All My Money. <laughs> oh, some shady brother shit right there. All right, so here we go with, He Literally Tried to Take All My Money. Hi, TJ. My name is Blah Blah. Uh, interesting way to start it off there. And I saw that you were looking for good breakup stories on Instagram for your podcast. And I would very much like to share with you my story because I think it will trump all other stories that you're going to have. Me and my ex dated for about six years. Wow. Damn, six years. And we were living together. We had just bought in the house. Um, oh, sorry. We were just in the processes of looking to buy a house. However, we had an apartment together. So I've looked at the details there. Basically, it was as good of a relationship as anyone could have. You know, we did, for the first five and a half years, everything was perfect. We talked about having kids. We talked about getting married. We had two dogs. We both had good, steady jobs. We had a nice apartment. Everything seemed to be going our way. However, we had one huge fight one night as we were looking into getting a mortgage over money. And just for some reason, he was never really the same with me. I don't know if it was because I insulted him or what the deal was. I'm not going to get into that part of it. But basically, after we fought over money once, things were never the same. Quick disclaimer, it just so happened that in this relationship, I made more money. I see where the issue already lies. <laughs> so basically, over the course of the next few months, he was very distant. Um, he was very disrespectful to me. He would come home after spending stupid amounts of money on very stupid things, which wasn't like him at all. Um, and he seemed to just not care about anything anymore. It's kind of bizarre. I finally had enough one night and asked him what his problem was. And it was when I realized that I had somewhat emasculated him because during our fight, I may or may not have said something along the lines of, while well, I'm making more money than you, basically, um, which is that, I mean, that would suck. Um, I, I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I don't think there's anything wrong with the female relationship making any more money than the guy. I don't think there's anything wrong with that at all. But if you are a, uh, you know, stubborn, headstrong male and your, uh, your, your girlfriend says, I'm the breadwinner. I'm making more money than you, blah, blah, blah. blah. I could understand why that might kind of rally your cage a little bit. So basically he said, well, it's not my money anyway. Um, since I don't happen to, since I don't seem to make any for this relationship. So I'll spend it how I see fit. I think she missed a sentence there, but whatever. So basically this individual because he was insulted because his girlfriend made more than him. Clearly it bothered him for a long time. Came to a head one night and started spending her money and his money on stupid stuff at an alarmingly reckless rate. All right, basically, so to give you the conclusion of this story here, um, boyfriend started acting weird, bringing home all the stuff that he was spending all this money on, claiming that it was uh, more her money than his anyway, blah, 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 just being an absolute tool. So... He says, one day all this came to a head when he came home after buying an ATV. He's never, he never said he wanted an ATV before. He's definitely not the kind of guy who would 
even use an ATV. So clearly this was just some kind of a shot and it was absolutely unacceptable. And at that point I had to put my foot down. I went outside and told him to return it. He said no, um, basically stating that uh, if he's going to be a trophy wife, he needs to have nice things. Wow, what the hell? Um, And then, of course, she proceeded to break up with him uh, as would anyone else. She said, I I decided right then and there that enough was enough, and I broke up with him and told him that he needs to return this, give me my money back for it because he ended up... I guess he ended up using her credit card. Um, I would stop giving him access to the credit card within like a week if he was uh, buying stupid stuff like that. But whatever, I digress. So after he returned it, I got a full refund. He got all of my his stuff and got out of my apartment. I thought everything was all well and good. Aside from the fact that I realized that we have a shared bank account. This is where things got awkward. Obviously, I called him a couple days later. And respectfully asked him to come to the bank with me so we can split up the money or whatever they need to do. He said no. Then he said yes. He said, yeah, no problem. I'll meet you. I'm sorry for everything I did. Blah, blah, blah. Basically trying to be apologetic. She said, I almost took him back. But the damage had been done to our relationship because I couldn't trust him anymore, especially with money, which is something that's a big deal to me as I'm a career woman. Makes sense. So the day finally came for us to go to the bank and basically split uh, split up the bank account or whatever it was. I've never done that before, so I don't know how that works. Basically, she just said to make the split. I showed up there, and to my shock, he wasn't there at the, the time that we had set. So I walked up to the teller and said, hey, I have an appointment. Ended up sitting down with the bank person, only to find that my bank had been completely cleaned out of all of the money that he had access to, which was pretty much everything, and it was withdrawn 30 minutes beforehand. So, (laughs) to try and get back at her for making him feel like this and for breaking it off and everything, he decided to clean out their bank account. Now, I don't know how these things work, but basically she said, obviously immediately I told her that I had been robbed, that we were coming here to break off this joint bank account and everything, and that I was the... I guess she was the sole proprietor or whatever. I don't know how any of that stuff works. She doesn't really explain it. But basically, at the end of the day, it was her bank account and it was her money in the account that she was the primary holder of the account or whatever. So upon calling him, I ended up convincing him to return all the money so that we didn't have to get the authorities involved. He walked in with his tail tucked between his legs, returned the money, begged for my forgiveness, ended up leaving. And that was the last time I saw him. Moral of this story, kids, if you're going to get in a relationship with someone and you're going to have a joint bank account and you're going to intertwine your funds, make sure that this person is not insecure about how much money they make in the relationship. Thank you for letting me share my story, TJ. I hope that you get a good kick out of it. So, I mean, she explained it pretty good there, guys. If, if you're going to be in a relationship with someone and you're going to have a shared bank account and you're going to share financial um, information, that kind of a thing. I mean, that's a very big step to make a relationship. Um, and if you're going to do that, uh, make sure the person you're with is, uh, you know, is cool with that. Because clearly this guy, clearly this guy was always bothered by the fact that his girlfriend made more than him. Um, 
I don't think necessarily means anything. I don't think that means she's any less of a man or anything. She just, she clearly went to schooling longer. She has a better job. That's fine. You know, Sam has a better job than me. Whatever. Doesn't bother me any. But basically, she she said it best just, you know, to make sure that uh, if you're going to do this, that you, the significant other you're going to be opening this bank account with and that kind of a thing is not only is comfortable with their financial situation, but can be trusted. If you get in a fight about money and they're going to go off and start buying ATVs or whatever just to spite you for some bizarre reason, uh, you know, you might want to rethink that. Um, kind of going back to our first story about the musician, um, kind of in a somewhat of a similar thing, if you are going to be materialistic in the sense of this guy clearly thought that he needed to be materialistic in this situation or whatever. I don't know. Kind of a weird situation. You need to make sure you can be with someone who will respect money and will respect your money if they have access to it, especially because that's a, that's a whole other ball game. Um, but at the same time, you know, kind of playing devil's advocate for this guy here. If you were completely like masculinized completely and you felt like you were a trophy wife and that your girlfriend disrespected you in the most ultimate way by that kind of an insult. I mean, I'd be hurt too. I'd be insulted too. If, if someone said something like that to me, don't get me wrong. He definitely shouldn't have reacted that way. <laughs> I think that that's a little crazy. The fact that he went overboard and started spending all this money um, to, for some reason, think that was a way to get back at her. I don't know. But if you're that unhappy with how much money you're making in your current financial situation, then make an attempt to fix it or make an attempt to make it better. The answer is not to go out and spend money and piss off your significant other to the point where they feel like they can't trust you anymore because you've spent all this money behind their back and they've the ultimate trust, betrayal of trust, literally take money out of the bank without them knowing. Uh, I'm very glad this individual got her money back though because that could have ended so much worse. And she kind of mentions that a little bit as well in the message, but that, not, not any point going to that. But So yeah. If you're going to break up with somebody, be careful with the financial situation, if there is one, because uh, you could very easily get get burnt. So, we come to another wonderful uh, story here, this time told by uh, somebody from my Twitter, simply entitled, you know that song, Crazy Bitch? Well, it might as well have been written about this one. Holy crap. Okay. So, hey, TJ, I understand you need stories for a breakup special for the podcast, well, you're going to want to get a load of this one. It's pretty short and sweet, but I think that uh, it's the epitome of what a crazy bitch can do. All right. Um, I will warn you, this gets a little graphic just for a few minutes here. So I dated my ex-girlfriend. We, we broke up just a couple of months ago. So this is very fresh. We dated for about a year and she was always a wild chick. <laughs> the sex was great. She was absolutely smoking hot. I literally thought I hit the jackpot because she was just like a model and it was just awesome for a guy like me being a, a bit of a loser. Okay. I don't know why he's calling himself a loser, but whatever. <laughs> You're not a loser, buddy, just for the record. Um, so basically we dated for a while and I thought things were going pretty good. And then she kind of started to act a little crazy I don't know if there was something I did to, to make this happen or what. I asked her after we broke up and she said that I didn't do anything, that she just kind of lost interest in me 
And the way that she decided to basically break it off with this guy is accusing him of cheating. I'll go into this here. So one night I decided to go hang out with my friends. We were going to go play some Xbox. Okay, cool. Right on. Sounds like something I would do. Upon getting to my friend's house, I had 13 missed calls from my girlfriend, which was very much unlike her. So I thought something was wrong. I called her and she proceeded to cuss me out, asking me where I was, claiming that I didn't go the normal way I go to get to my friend's house because she said, when I called you, you would have answered. I then proceeded to be absolutely dumbfounded as she'd never, ever acted like this before. I then assured her that I did go the right way, that there was maybe some more traffic, but that I was at my friend's house and I did not make any detours. It was very bizarre and it was only the beginning of a weird month or two for me of very bizarre, paranoid behavior. I later went home that night and she apologized and uh, you can probably assume what happened. Anyway, so... The next few days, everything seemed perfectly normal, but she seemed to be a little distant in the sense of we wouldn't normally talk as much as we normally would. One day, I let her know that I had to go on a business trip for work, which was not completely uncommon as I'd gone on them before for work. It was just a little one. It was going to be uh, a one, an overnight one deal thing. I'd be back the next day. She said that it was no problem, of course, and that she would miss me, but she obviously understands. So I was I was very worried to tell her, but everything seemed normal. So I just went on the business trip. When I arrived at my destination at the airport, I got off the plane and proceeded to get a coffee. I turned around and I kid you not, out of the corner of my eye, I saw someone sitting on a bench. They were clearly in some kind of a disguise. I then realized that this was my girlfriend. I have no idea how she got to the airport to this day. The only thing I can imagine is that she somehow bought a ticket without me knowing and got on the same was on the same flight as me. Interesting. The whole reasoning for this I cannot understand. The only thing I can figure is that she wanted to spy on me. As I went about my business, I kept seeing her out of the corner of my eye following me from afar, but I never let on that I knew she was there. As I got on the plane the next day to go home, she was nowhere to be found. Confused, I decided to call her. It went right to voicemail. Her phone was off. I thought this was very bizarre. I could not believe. I thought to myself, was that actually her that I saw? Am I going crazy? I got home later that night and she was at home waiting for me and acted like nothing happened. I thought to myself, maybe I'm crazy. Maybe it wasn't actually her. Why would she follow me to the airport? Why would she be, why would she get on a plane and fly an hour and a half away, two hours away, just to watch me to make sure I was actually going on a business trip? Some crazy people out there, man. I don't know. Spoiler alert. It was actually her. A few weeks passed and there wasn't really anything of major significance to say, but basically I can tell you that she was being very paranoid. It all came to a head one day, as it usually does. When I decided to go to the beer store to get some beer as it was coming up on a holiday, I said, Hey, babe, do you want to come with me? She said, No, I'm going to stay here and get things ready. I said, Okay, awesome. So I hopped in my car and went about my business. I ended up having to turn around and come home 
because I realized that I actually forgot my wallet. Stupid me. I went inside, came back out, but I realized that she was nowhere to be found. So very confused. I just got back in my car and drove and went about my business. I got to the store, went in, got a case of beer or whatever, came back out. I went to go put it in my back seat. This is like, this is like some like Kevin Hart story shit here, guys. I went to go put it in my back seat. And that was when to my horror and shock, I found my girlfriend in the back seat of my car underneath a blanket on the floor, just laying there spying on me. And she looked at me as if she, I wouldn't see her. And it all came to a head right there when I lost on her. And it was, I didn't, I didn't even know what to say. She says, believe me when I tell you that I just stood there shocked for about a good 10 minutes and she did not say a word. Finally, I just blurted out, what are you doing? She proceeded to tell me that she was following me and that she had to keep an eye on me because I was clearly cheating on her, blah, 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 blah. It was not true. I ended up uh, breaking it off with her and literally threatening to call the police because I didn't even know what to do anymore because she was acting like a stalker. That's bizarre. In all, it ended up being a ploy for her just to break up with me and for her not to appear to be the bad guy to her friends and our friends that we have together. Okay. At the end of the whole thing, it sucks that it happened that way because she was such an awesome girl. I don't know what caused her to be so paranoid, but... I can tell you one thing, I will never date crazy bitches again. <laughs> well, thank you for the story, man. Uh, that's definitely bizarre. That was like some like Kevin Hart shit. Um, so if you're going to date a wild chick, it's a little crazy. That's okay. You know, you know, some people like that. Be prepared because you're probably going to be dealing with some interesting stuff. But that's next level shit. Like her getting on a plane and following him and like, oh, that's, that's weird. Her being in the backseat of his car. If you don't know what I'm saying by the Kevin Hart thing, there's a, a joke Kevin Hart tells of a story where like his, one of his exes was just in the trunk of his car when he went somewhere and she like got it right away. Like nothing happened. It's kind of like that, except for obviously this was the backseat and he confronted her and she admitted and everything. But, um, that's insane. Crazy, crazy bitches, man. We now come to the last two stories I have for you guys here today on this, uh, harder show relationship special. And I saved the best two for last. At least I think the best two for last. This next one here, like I said, it is definitely the scummiest story. When I say to you what the title of this email is that I received from this individual, you will understand. This story, ladies and gentlemen, is entitled, He Tried to Cheat on Me With My Daughter. Okay, let's just see what happens here. Hi, TJ. This is a bit of a weird story, but hopefully it will make an interesting story for the podcast. So basically... I dated this man. He was a couple years younger than me, but he was very mature. And we hit it off very, very well one night after meeting. We ended up dating for a few months and things were awesome. He was a bit of a handyman, so he helped me fix some things up around the house. He was very awesome with my daughter as well. I'm very weird with dating as my daughter is away at college. I try to make sure that I can be there for her if she needs anything, but she convinced me to try dating. But my daughter and this guy hit it off really, really well. Um, and it seemed like he was going to be an absolute wonderful addition to our family, which is cool. Um, he was very hardworking, very dedicated, a really sweet guy. We dated for a few months and that was when I asked him to move in with me. He hesitated a little bit, but then decided that he was going to. 
So we decided to move in together. He wanted to keep the apartment that he had as he claimed that he had a lot of stuff that he didn't want to move over here, blah, 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 blah. That's a little sketchy. Why would you move in with someone and want to keep your apartment? I don't know, whatever. I mean, I guess if you can afford it, what the hell? But basically he said that if my daughter would like, she could always move in there and give her a little more privacy and it's a little closer to the transit. So I, of course thought it was a wonderful idea and said, yeah, absolutely. We can, we can make that happen. So my daughter ended up moving into his apartment. He moved in with me and for a couple months, things were wonderful. As with most stories on this list here, he started acting a little bizarre a couple months in, a couple months later, as we discussed kind of the more serious things of relationship. I asked him if he wanted kids. He had said yes before, but then he kept saying no. Kind of weird. Um, he started seeming like he was getting bored of our relationship. And I kept asking him if there was something I could do. He kept saying that he wasn't bored. Typical guy shit. He started spending more and more time with his friends and spending more and more time out. It, we came to a head one night when he came home and he was a little drunk. And I told him that I don't have time for this. He needs to stop acting like a child because I already have one. I don't need two. He then decided, he then said he was going to go home. So he went back to his apartment. I was absolutely fuming and didn't realize the fact that my daughter was there until a few moments later. I called her and said that she needs to leave because he was coming back and he had been drinking and that he was in a, he was very angry. My daughter didn't end up answering her phone. To this day, I still don't really know why, but I can tell you this. I drove over to the apartment and what I walked in on was not my daughter being raped or there against will or anything. It was this sleazeball trying to seduce her and convince her to cheat with him saying that it would be, it was a fantasy for him to be with a mother and a daughter that he wanted to see which one of us was better, blah, 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 blah. It goes on for quite a while about stuff that he was saying to her. Um, obviously my daughter was not having it and was very grossed out. She claimed to this day that he didn't actually touch her or anything, but I was not having any of it. I immediately ran over and slapped him in the face and threatened to call the police if he didn't let my daughter go, he of course obliged and said that he didn't touch her or anything. We went home and I ended up calling the police either way. Nothing ended up happening as my daughter to this day still claims that he didn't actually touch her, that he was just trying to basically convince her that they should have sex because, you know, that's that's cool. I want to have sex with my uh, my girlfriend's daughter. That's cool. That's right on. Good for that guy. It just is funny, goes to show that sometimes even what seemingly are nice guys can be absolute scumbags if given the opportunity. I mean, seriously, who tries to cheat on their girlfriend with their daughter? What the hell is wrong with the world? What the hell is wrong with the world indeed? <laughs> that is very bizarre. That, what the hell is wrong with the world? That's uh, that's weird. So yeah, <laughs> definitely the scummiest story of a guy trying to uh, basically hook up with uh, his girlfriend's daughter. Because uh, he wanted to cheat on her with his with her daughter. Because you know that's that's healthy. That's got to be a good. That, there's got to be something going on there. But whatever. I don't know. Anyway, so that was that story. We now come to our main event, a story that a few people I know are looking forward to me telling, because I have personal experience in this one. Because it's my breakup story. So let me set the seed for you here. I dated my ex girlfriend. We'll call her Roxanne. <laughs> yes, that's what we've called her before. 
We dated for just over three months. I was actually serious or anything, but just is what it is. Given that it was my first like relationship, it was definitely, there was a lot of things I was not experienced with in these kind of things. Um, and breakups were something I'd never went through before. I had been through heartbreak and I'd been through being turned down and all that kind of thing, but never through an actual breakup. So basically, we were dating for just over three months and things were great for the first, you know, two and a half months or so. And then she started getting a little bizarre with me, um, started being kind of distant, you know, uh, wouldn't be able to hang out with me for whatever reason. She'd always have an excuse. Um, I didn't think anything of it. I just thought, you know, oh, I've done something wrong, blah, 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 you know, when at the end of the day, I didn't do a damn thing wrong. I was, uh, I was wonderful. <laughs> just, you know, let me just say that. But basically, after uh, about two weeks or so of her being very distant and kind of moody with me, it came to a head one night. She came over and basically apologized and was like, I'm sorry. It's cool. Blah, 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 blah. You're wonderful. I want to be with you. Uh, can we just put this behind us? I said, absolutely, because I, I don't want to, I don't want to fight with you. I don't want to break up or anything like, holy crap, you know, this is, I don't want to lose this. Um, so we decided that the next day we were going to go to the Santa Claus parade in Toronto. Sounds good. Something she wanted to do. Um, and I was like, oh yeah, I'm down. So, so she left that night. I said, text me when you get home, you know, as we normally did. Everything seemed great. Everything seemed fine. I was a little worried when she was coming over, but uh, when she got there, everything seemed great. I was like, okay, cool. We're, we're fine. This is going to be a wonderful day. So the next day, old TJ gets up, you know, makes himself look pretty, finds a, a Santa hat and uh, gets ready to go. And I text Roxanne as I'm leaving and just say, hey, like, do you want anything on Tim Hortons or anything or whatever? You know, like I'm going to, I'll stop on the way if you want. And she just said, no, it's okay. I said, okay, I'll come pick you up in like half an hour. And she said, no, I'll meet you at the train station. So, okay, that's fine with me, I guess. Didn't really think anything of it. She was being a little short with her taxes, but like, I just, you know, I don't think anything of it. So I go to the train station and it's, I think it was a Saturday morning, I want to say, or a Friday morning, Saturday morning. Yeah, Saturday morning, Toronto St. Claus Parade. And when we got there, it was probably about 9, 30, 10 o'clock in the morning, somewhere in that ballpark. So it was like peak hours, okay? Like there's thousands of people there. So I pull up in my truck, all happy. I get out and I'm just like the happiest camper in the world. I'm waiting for my girlfriend. We're going to go see the Toronto Santa Claus parade. We're going to go out for dinner. It's going to be just great. So she pulls in, in her car, parks kind of crookedly. I go, oh, that's bizarre. It's not like her. And then she got out of the car. And this was when I realized something was wrong. She was in her pajamas, basically. <laughs> and uh, looked like she'd been crying. And I just kind of was like, hi. And she was like, we need to talk. And then immediately my heart dropped out of my chest because I knew it was coming. And then she proceeded to break up with me in the Oshawa Go Station parking lot surrounded by hundreds of people i mean it's not like people were surrounding us watching but like people were looking over because i mean you know i'm an emotional brother okay so i'm being broken up with for the first time in my life and i'm i'm i wasn't losing it in the sense of like i was like screaming or anything but i was like you know i was emotional and i was just like 
the hell do you mean like we need to like break out like what the hell are you talking about and it gives me all these bullshit reasons and i'm just like what the fuck like what so basically make a long story short my ass got dumped in a, a ghost station parking lot instead of my significant other coming to me and breaking up with me or doing it over the phone or whatever which in this situation i respect the fact that she did it in person I just don't respect the fact that she made me still drive <laughs> to wash you want to do it. Um, but that's okay. This was fucking like six years ago. I'm not telling the story out of mouse or anything. I just think now I look back and I think it's funny. Cause it's just like, come on, like who gets, who gets dumped in a parking lot? Like, God, I tell you, this guy does. So I, I'm pretty sure I like, you know, sped off in my truck and ran like three red lights or whatever the hell the deal was. But to this day, I still have not heard any stories that I think beat mine in the sense of how you got dumped. Um, I was really hoping that someone would come at me with a really good story of them being dumped or whatever. But um, me being dumped in the parking lot of the Oshawa Go Station, I think that's pretty good. I think that's pretty funny. Um, looking back, I, I laugh and smile because I just think it's hilarious now. At the time, I didn't. At the time, it was the worst. But uh, any, it's funny because anytime I'm there, not so much anymore, but like for the first, I'd probably say about a year, anytime I was back there, I'd just be like, oh, like, I, don't like it. I, don't, I don't like it here. Now, it's just like, it doesn't even phase me anymore, of course. But it's just funny. You know, sometimes when you think things are going one way, you get absolutely blindsided and they go another way. <laughs> But that's okay. That's life, man. What are you going to do? You know, she did what she had to do to uh, secure her future or whatever. And uh, goddamn, look at me. You know, if if, uh, if we didn't break up, I wouldn't be the person I was today. If I didn't go through that, maybe I wouldn't be the person I am today. Um, I wouldn't have Sam. We just celebrated five years, guys, just over the weekend. And I mean, holy crap. Uh it's amazing. It's absolutely incredible. I wanted to do this breakup special thing here, almost in the sense of, I guess, to, I was going to talk about relationships and I thought that was kind of boring. I'm like, no one wants to hear about good relationship stuff and whatever. People want to hear the dirt. So I thought that this would be kind of fun to do. And I think that, uh, I, I think that people sending in some of their stories was great. I think that, um, people like sharing their stories about this kind of stuff and about their scummy exes and, you know, their, uh, being materialistic girlfriends and all that kind of wonderful stuff, man. So it's been fun. It's been fun to read your guys' stories. To those of you who did submit stories that I didn't choose, please do not take it personally. I got an hour, so I, I wanted to pick the stories I thought were the best or most entertaining. There were still some pretty good damn stories that people sent me, and I, I hope that uh, maybe sending those venting in a way if you had any more um, harbored anger or anything, you were able to get that out. Hopefully, if you have a story that was uh, selected for this podcast, you got a kick out of hearing it. Um, if I messed up any details or anything, I do apologize. Please message me and give me hell. But I was going off of um, the messages you sent me and was paraphrasing in um, if I needed to just to kind of move the story along. But that's going to do it for, your, for today, guys, for the Hotter Show Breakup Special. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you had a wonderful time. Hopefully, uh, if you didn't submit a story and you um, still want to get one off to me, you can hit me up and let me know. Say, hey, here's my funny breakup story or my bad breakup story or whatever, because everyone's got them, guys. Everybody has one. 
But regardless of how you listen to the podcast today, if you are listening on the SoundCloud, be sure to follow The Hotter Show on the SoundCloud. Keep with everything that goes on there and like this track. If you're listening on the iTunes, be sure to subscribe to The Hotter Show on there. Keep up with everything that goes on on the iTunes. And of course, once you subscribe on the iTunes, you don't even have to think about it, guys. Every time an episode is uploaded, it will be downloaded to the device of your choosing once you set it up for that. Of course, if you're listening on thehottershow.com, thank you so much for checking out the website and for listening on there. You can check out thehottershow.com anytime you want to check out a podcast. Of course, we have the archived podcasts up there, episodes 1 through 50, and then episodes 51 through 100. And then, of course, all the current podcasts on the current podcast page. While you're there, be sure to check out the sponsors and be sure to check out uh, Friends of the Harder Show as well as Harder Plays. Um, lots of cool stuff on the website, especially the Friends of the Harder Show page. I really like that. Um, some of the guys that uh, have helped me out and supported me. Um, definitely be sure to check them out if you're looking for new podcasts to check out and looking for uh, entertainment, that kind of thing. A lot of good, good, good people there. Um, of course, you guys can hit me up anytime on the website, on the comment page, on the front. You can hit me up through email, hit me up on any of the social medias. It's all there. You can find it all at thehardershow.com. But that's going to do it for me here today, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in and clicking that play button. I hope you had a wonderful time listening to some bad, funny breakup stories. And I'll catch you guys next time on The Harder Show. Take it easy, guys.